Hey there, I'm Ashley and I'm a proud mama of two beautiful kiddos, a wife, a health and wellness coach, and a middle and high school shop teacher. Hi, I'm Roberta, mama, wife, educator. I'm an entrepreneur and homeschool mom navigating the work, family, social life balance. Together, we will discuss various topics near and dear to our hearts for teachers and mamas, like routines, health, habits, self-care, and so, so much more. Living a healthy lifestyle is for everyone from young children to adults. Health, wellness, and emotional and social well-being starts at home and should be expanded upon in the classroom. Everyone can benefit from the Teacher Mamas podcast. So if you're ready to learn some helpful tips, let's do this thing. Hello, everybody. We're so excited you are here for today's episode. Um, it is a very special episode where we just sat with um, Alexis Greco, the systems queen, to talk all about finding our rhythm so that we can be successful at home and in our business life all at the same time. I know Ashley and I took so many nuggets away from this that we are so excited to um, dive into ourselves and we can't wait for you to hear this episode. Alexis is an army wife, a mom of four, a homeschool mom, and creator of the Rhythmic Home. It's a program that teaches female entrepreneurs to create a thriving home and business by having a life in rhythm. Yes. And I know, like Roberta said, we took away a lot of nuggets. I am, when we're on our vacation next week, I am going to sit down and do my mental walkthroughs. I'm excited. I've already got a plan going in my head. So I want to take a second and uh, promote our newsletter, which is 100% free. So if you want to get on our email list, we are going to put the link down at the bottom. Uh, we've also got it in our bio on Instagram if you follow us there. Um, all you got to do is put in your email and we do not spam you. We don't send you junk. Like we are sending you helpful tips for home life, for mom life, and uh, for, well, now summer life. But <laughs> um, also we sprinkle in things for the classroom as well. And we just, we want to get as much good stuff out there to you guys to help you as much as possible. Like I said, it's totally free. We don't spam you. We don't send you junk. So just go sign up. And uh, yeah, so Roberta, what are you grateful for today? Well, I am grateful that throughout the entire interview that uh, you're about to hear, my kids did not come and interrupt. I mean, what kind I'm... of a miracle. <laughs> they they had their activities to do and they did them and didn't come knocking at the door. So that's pretty uh, cool. Good so job, you, kiddos. When you hear one come interrupt, it was actually mine. And he listened <laughs> with, with a wave of my hand. He actually went away and he was dripping wet because he was outside uh, playing in the sprinkler. And I was like, oh my gosh, he actually listened to the hand wave. That's crazy. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> so... I guess that's one thing I'm grateful for. We'll just keep it real simple today. Uh, my kids have, are there out of school and we are enjoying our summer, even though it's been crazy busy so far, but I can already tell a difference. Um, there's been lots of behaviors going on with, I think, some, some things that have been building up in the classroom and I can already tell the difference after four days of being home that some of these behaviors are dissipating because uh, I'm being very intentional 
with spending time with them and giving them the attention that I know that they need so that these behaviors don't continue. <laughs> Not to say that it's perfect, but I have definitely noticed a big difference in the last few days even. So that's been really nice. And that's something that I'm really grateful for. That is so fantastic. With, with that, uh, listen and enjoy. Good morning. Hello. Good morning. Hi. How are you all? Good. How are you? Good. Thank you, Ashley and Roberta, for having me. Absolutely. Yeah, thanks for being here. We're so excited to pick your brain. I've awesome. enjoyed I'm listening glad. to the other to your other podcast episodes and looking through your website has been really, really great. Awesome. Yeah, it's right up our interest wheelhouse. So yeah, perfect. So in your own words, can you just tell us a little bit about yourself and what you are all about? Sure. So my name is Alexis and I live in southeastern North Carolina. I was born and raised here, and so I always joke the river is about a couple blocks to, blocks to my left, and the ocean is a couple miles to my right. So grew up in this area, love it. I am now married. My husband and I have been married for 12 years. We have four little ones. Um, right now, at the time of this recording, they are two, four, six, and eight. My husband's in the Army. I homeschool. Um, came from a network marketing background, and now I actually work with women, many of whom are in network marketing, but the scope is pretty big, um, just teaching them how to find rhythm in their home and their business at the same time. Love it. Yeah, that's awesome. And I, I loved learning and listening um, to you talk about rhythm. And I'm hoping here, maybe quickly before we get, we, we dive a little deeper, you could talk about the difference between your idea of, of having a rhythm and maybe the concept that a lot of people think about as needing to have a balance in their life. They need to balance work. They need to balance home and, and maybe how, how the two ideas are a little are different or maybe the same kind of your take on that. Yeah. The, I was just speaking with someone the other day about this. And if I were to paint a picture for you, if you think back to elementary school days, they had the scales where you had to put weights on either side. Remember, you had to find the ones that were even. In my mind, that is the picture that I think of when I think of balance, because you mm -hmm. want it to be even, right? You walk at a balance beam, you put your arms out, you want to be even. There's even weight. And what I have found in motherhood and entrepreneurship and marriage is not a balance as in everything is equal. I've not found it that if I spend three hours with each child, that that makes me a great mom. Or if I spend eight hours sleeping, I need to spend eight hours momming and eight hours working. Instead, I find it to be this interwoven dance, if you will, this rhythm. And in fact, my eight-year-old asked me yesterday, he said, mommy, what does it mean, the rhythmic home, which is the name of my company? What does rhythm mean? And I said, well, it's something that you repeat over and over again. And so when you find yourself doing things in a certain way, he goes, oh, like you put our water cups out at night. And I said, yeah, exactly. And so that's how I view the difference of a balance being, in my mind, black and white, Everything is the same. It has to fit this one way. And a rhythm being this ebb and this flow, 
a tide coming in, a tide coming out in the different seasons of life. I like to think of it as I, <laughs> I think of parents when like with a newborn, right? And where I have heard of parents and they're like, well, I did the last bottle. So that means you have to do this one and then I'll do the next one. And then you do the next one. Or I changed two poopy diapers today. So that means that you have to change two poopy diapers. Like just because there's things going on, doesn't mean that everything has to be completely equal. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And, and do you, I'm, you know, we're all about like self-care and and teachers and self-care and taking care of ourselves so that we can prevent burnout, especially like in this time, this weird, crazy time that we are in right now. Um, Do you have anything to say on how teachers can be more in rhythm rather than trying to balance everything? It's such a good question. And I was thinking through this because I knew that is who your audience is and that's who's listening right now. And the thought that kept coming to mind, and honestly, this has just been the past month or so for me as well, is that thought of sometimes you need to slow down to speed up. And so as a teacher who also you might be a wife or a mother or an aunt or a best friend, chances are you have a million things going on, just like anyone else does, is perhaps taking a moment to slow down, see what's important to you, what are your non-negotiables, what do you have to show up for at the school, in your classroom, and then almost like the, I think it's the John Maxwell example of putting your big boulders in first. Mm -hmm. So what do you have to do? You have to show up to work. You have to do these things with your family and then decide what do you want to sprinkle in around it? And sometimes that means you have to slow down long enough. And I mean, it could be an hour at a coffee shop. It could be a weekend where you're disconnected from your phone, but saying, these are the things that are important to me. Maybe the two or three things that you're doing for self-care and then saying, now I'm going to create my schedule around that. I'm going to create my life. I'm going to wrap it around those things that are important to me and that I know I must show up for. Mm -hmm. That's great. You talk, uh, you mentioned schedule there. Uh, how, how do you recommend going about creating a schedule when thinking about, you know, our life and rhythm and especially um, now it's summer. So a lot of us teachers are at home and navigating kind of a different, um, I don't want to use the word, a different flow. You know, now we're not as much teacher. Now we're switching into more mom life 24 seven and um, schedules are different. We have a schedule for nine months of the year and then a schedule three months of the year. But um, just thinking about those priorities and our values and coming up with those top three, like you talked about, how, how do you navigate or think about creating schedules? The first thought that comes to mind is this, uh, this quick thought is easier said than done, but having grace for yourself as you are transitioning out of that nine month schedule into the three month. And knowing that it's okay if it, does, if it doesn't end your school schedule on a Friday and start the perfect summer schedule on a Monday. It is okay for that to take longer than a day or a week, giving yourself some ebb and some flow there and some grace that, you know what, I wanted to do X, Y, Z today. 
it's not going to happen. So it's, we're just not going to go there. Um, I was listening to, to answer the second part of your question. I was listening to a podcast where Ed Milet was interviewed and I don't have his new book, so I don't really know what's in it, but the, he was interview, being interviewed about this book. And the, the title, mm-hmm. I believe is something along the lines of just one more. Well, he is talking mm-hmm. about mm-hmm. time and he says, the way he schedules his days is from 6 a.m. to noon. And then from noon to six in his mind is a second day. Mm-hmm. So he talks about if you are still living in 2022 as if you only have 24 hours in a day, that is an archaic way to live. Because right. we have so many things that can duplicate our time that, and I believe he said when the 24 hour day was created, I think it was even before like telephones, way before internet. And so he, he was just explaining that. And so to answer your question, you know, he has that way to explain it of maybe your morning got off track, just knowing, you know what, at lunchtime, I'm mentally going to be in a new day. Mm -hmm. One of the ways that I've taught my clients to do it is you can split your day into three or five parts. For summer, it might be easier for three, and it's morning, afternoon, and evening. The five Mm -hmm. parts is early morning, mid-morning, right? Early afternoon, late afternoon, evening. But just knowing, gosh, what do I want to get done this morning? Mm -hmm. Instead of saying at seven, we're going to do this, at eight, we're going to do this, at nine, we're going to do this but allowing yourself to plan out just two of those three parts of the day, if possible. Mm -hmm. I know that's not Mm -hmm. possible for everyone, but then let's say you thought in the morning, the kids are going to nap. Maybe you have a mother's helper come over, a sitter, whatever. You're going to get a bunch of housework done and you're going to go to the beach in the afternoon. Those are your two planned parts of the day. If you don't get the things done in the morning, just in your mind saying, okay, not a big deal. We're just going to shift it to the next part of the day or to the next day. And just mm-hmm. giving yourself that grace instead of being so rigid about it. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I love that thinking about the day as different parts. That's something recently, actually, I've started doing because I would notice with my morning routine that I have going and I, I would feel really good and energized and um, motivated, I suppose would be a good word. And then we'd get to lunch. I'd put my son down for a nap and I just was depleted. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I feel like I've already done so much. Like all I want to do is take a nap. <laughs> um, but then I started shifting it to, okay, now it's, it, it is a second part of my day. I'm going to reset by doing some of these different, some of the things I would do in the morning, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm duplicating to start my afternoon, like having a little bit of meditation time, taking some time to read some personal development and kind of get myself ready and amped up for the second part of the day. And I know that's been a huge change um, in my own life. And it, 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 I'm probably, Roberta, you think that way because you went into that day prepared versus, you know, just thinking, gosh, I, I, I want to take a nap, but I can't. And then I feel guilty and then I get frustrated and then mm-hmm. it starts this whole cycle. So I think what you're doing is wonderful, but there even just, it's easy for us just to say it, but the practical part of saying, okay, if you're listening to this conversation today, plan tonight on what your day is going to look like tomorrow with mm-hmm. grace, with ebb and flow. 
I have been, so our last few weeks have been crazy with the end of the school year. And um, I, I used to do time blocking. I got away from it for a little bit, but then I was like, okay, this, I, my, my days have been so gosh darn crazy. I need to start time blocking again, but it's kind of a mix between time blocking and like what you're saying, because I will, I'll put all the things down that I need to get done that day, but it doesn't necessarily mean that I'm going to get it done at that eight o'clock hour. It's, Mom. <laughs> it's, um, we are, these are the things I have to get done and I want to get it done in the morning. And if these things don't all get done in the morning, okay, then I can shift and I can move it now to the afternoon. So, um, but if I don't do this every night and if I don't, communicate like what my day is supposed to look like to my husband we are on two different schedules and then that's when our like communication breakdown happens and that's when like the bickering starts happening and the fighting starts happening because I'm like but I needed to do this and he's like well I needed to do this and <laughs> so that has also been something that has really really been beneficial as we've been very um intentional intentional about communicating that it's actually on my like nighttime routine list like we have to talk about our day tomorrow so that we're both on the same page can i so, share a thought around that yeah absolutely it's, it's so funny that you brought up the communication between spouses because i just had this thought last night i have an expo board it is the size of a little bit bigger than an eight and a half by 11 piece of paper on the side of our fridge i got it from the dollar store and each week I will write out, we start our week on Sunday. So Sunday through Saturday mm -hmm. and it is the schedule probably takes up a little bit more than half, but it'll say just, you know, basic things like kids have math class, dance class. Mm -hmm. It'll have the meal plan, which mm -hmm. first, like my husband, he likes to know like, what are we eating? Right. And so for me, it's easy for me just to plan it out. He can see it without having to ask me, mm -hmm. but it is our meeting ground. So if he knows, I, I typically do the grocery shopping. If he knows I need more X, Y, Z, he will just write it on the board yeah. instead of having to tell me or forget or gets lost in text messages. But it's like this one central location. So I think that's so smart, Ashley, that you have that as a like, let's talk about our next day. Mm -hmm. And so maybe there is a central place in your home, like an expo board, a whiteboard, where y'all are communicating. Mm -hmm. It's like the hub spot for you to keep things written down. Yeah. And a oh, little fun tip for meal planning. If you guys have a um, Alexa at home, <laughs> we all, every time we run out of something, we're just like, Alexa, add this to the list. And the kids have like gotten the habit of it too. <laughs> So then randomly I'll like look at my list that Alexa puts together and I'm like, oh, there's like cookies on here. No, we're not getting those. That was from the kids. <laughs> but <laughs> it's, a, it's a really good way to like keep your grocery list updated and then you don't have to stop what you're doing or write it down. You just yell at Alexa to put it on the list and it's there. <laughs> yeah, that's great. If you'd really love to support our show, there are two ways to do that. One is to follow the link in the show notes and uh, support us through Patreon. By becoming a patron of our show, you're helping support our art. And in the future, we hope to be able to add some um, bonus content only for the, the patrons of, of the show. So go check out our Patreon. 
The other way to support our show is by reviewing and liking and subscribing to our podcast. So you can do that wherever you are listening, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Google, or Amazon Podcasts, on iHeartRadio, or through our hosting website, which is where we um, where we kind of live, which is on Podbean. And so all of those are places where you can go rate and review our show. The more ratings, the more reviews, the more our show shows up in searches for future people to find. So we're so grateful for your support. So I wanted to shift um, a little bit from talking about uh, teachers to homeschool moms, because that's another, um, I'm a homeschool mom. We have um, an audience. Part of our audience are are also homeschool families. Um, And so you know, I know how very busy that can be, especially when you're not just a homeschooling mom, you're also, um, you also have your own business. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think one of my big questions is, is how do you find that rhythm between making sure the homeschooling gets done, your own business gets done, but that you're also not getting burnt out, that, mm-hmm. that you have the time that you need to recharge. It is so important. And I think we can probably say most of us have been there where we have been either yes, burnt out or on the edge Mm -hmm. of it. And you know, when you are there and one of the most popular questions women will ask me is how do you do it all? And I know this sounds corny, but my answer is I don't. And so I'm always very up front and very clear with women that I don't do it all. My business, a large portion of my profit that I take home pays. So I have help around my home. It pays for my cleaning lady. It pays for our kids curriculum. It pays for, I have a home assistant, which I know can sound super bougie, but she comes four hours a week two days, two hours a week. She helps me meal prep, fold laundry. And so I could go down a whole list of the amount of help that I have, but the concept of slowing down to speed up, I took time before I even started my business and I wrote down what was important to me. And homeschooling is important to my husband and I. It's not something that we are willing to let go And so I knew, okay, I'm one person. I'm one human being. If homeschooling is a priority, something else has to give. Mm -hmm. And so my story might be different than yours. Homeschooling is important. My business is important. My husband's job is important. And so we figured out where do we need help? And that can even go down a rabbit trail of how much is that help going to cost? How much of it is going to come from your business profit? So how much do you need to be charging your clients? And what is your budget? All connected. And my hopes is that someone hears that and doesn't say, that's whoa. Like, that's a lot. That's a long thing to think out. But instead, think of it like you're building a foundation brick by brick by brick. They're all connected. But if you keep pulling out one brick at a time, your wall will lose its stability. 
you will most likely get closer to burnout. So what do you need to give yourself a strong foundation? And so for homeschooling moms, it might be a mother's helper or someone around the house to help with laundry, to help with meal planning. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Thank you for saying that because as teachers, um, we don't get a lot of help in like the classroom. We are so short staffed right now, especially, um, our, our subs are basically gone. Um, we are running all day long. We are taking people's classes. So we're not getting our preps. Um, we're saying yes to things that we don't want to say yes to, which is a whole nother tangent that <laughs> we could go on. Um, and we're taught a lot of those things at right, school. Right. Because everybody, like all the examples that we've ever seen is we do it for the kids. We do it for the kids. We get paid like crap and we do it for the kids. And so we never, and you do it all yourself and don't ask for help. Yep. And that's the big message teachers are hearing. You do it yourself. You don't ask for help and you don't complain. And so and that, that kind of shifts into our home lives as well. Right. Yep. And so hearing somebody else say that, um, that is something that I know is in my big, like five-year vision is to get all that stuff taken care of. Like laundry, I've got, you know, eight baskets sitting in the laundry or in the living room right now. Um, but just like hiring some help around the house and we so often hear we can do it ourselves or we see it from our parents or we see it from other teachers and just hearing, I hope that puts a little bug in some people's ears. Like you don't have to do it all yourself and you don't have to say yes to everything that is asked of you. It's so true. And you can get creative because if we were to put an umbrella over part of this conversation right now, it would be under the umbrella of delegation. And it can be easy when we hear that word to think, oh, that's great, but I don't have the finances for that. But this is that moment that you get to decide, I'm going to see if I can figure this out or I'm just going to continue to act like it's not a problem. Mm -hmm. And so maybe that looks like you hire a girl from your church who's in middle school or high school, maybe another homeschooler, maybe a college girl. That's what my... Uh, home assistants are. They're girls in college. And so there is a turnover because they go away for school or they come back. But just seeing like, gosh, could I afford someone to come for two hours a week at $15 an hour? Mm -hmm. It's $30 a week. Where in our budget could we find that? Mm -hmm. Because right now I would rather pay $30 a week versus the frustration of having eight loads of clean laundry the kids don't know where their favorite pair of socks are. Your husband gets frustrated because he can't find his boxers. You don't know where your favorite, you know what I'm saying? Like, so yep. you just have to weigh it out. What is the ROI? And it might not be a re financial return on investment. Mm -hmm. It might be mental clarity. It might be emotional stability. I don't know. Like you have to weigh right. that out for yourself. Right. Yeah. hundred percent. Oh, the boundaries thing is... <laughs> So close to our hearts because I just see so many teachers saying yes to everything all the time, which when you are saying yes to something that does not feel in line with you and your values, you are saying no to something else, whether that's your family, whether it's something for yourself. And then we just think that that's how it's supposed to be. So 
it just, it makes me so sad. And I want, I want teachers to start getting away from that. <laughs> but I know like with the current way that things are, it is very, very difficult. Yeah. Uh, so shifting a little bit again, I wanted to spend some time uh, real quick talking about, I was looking through your course description for the rhythmic rhythmic home. And I saw the term um, simple systems. I was hoping you could kind of talk about what that means. Yes. So I had someone say to me the other day, systems feels like a buzzword. And I'd probably agree with them. Yeah. I'd probably agree (laughs) with them at this point. When I think about a system, the way it processes through my mind, it is something that you do repeatedly and it brings you an outcome. It's either a good outcome or it's positive or it's negative. And so when I'm working with women, I'm first hearing where are the tension points? Where are the sandpaper moments? And let's see if we can create a simple system around that. Because most of them are moms. They're running businesses. They have a full-time job, teaching or not in a different genre. And they don't have time for a 32-step system so things can get done. So I'm working with them to figure out how can we relieve tension in areas of your home and in areas of your business. And the reason I come from that perspective is, you know, the days you come home from work and something has gone sideways, whether in your nine to five or in your business and what happens, it slides into your personal life and vice versa. If you have a rocky start to your day at home, it can slide into your business or slide into your job. So that's why I work with both areas. But a simple system might be something like, you notice there's frustration around laundry. Kids aren't finding what they need. Spouse doesn't have what he needs. You don't have what you need. And that is a sandpaper moment. So that's how we first start to develop them is where are you having those moments of tension? And then maybe it is a home assistant. And so your system around that might be, you you first, you've initially found her. And then once a month at the beginning of the month, you say, these are the days I would love to have you. So it's not every other day you're texting with her. It's not every week. You know, for the month of June, for the month of July, laundry is taken care of. Mm -hmm. And that is a system. And maybe you have a second step where you have a note in your phone or you take a video And as silly as this sounds, you are like holding up the kids' shirts and you're like, this is how I like them folded. Mm -hmm. That is a system. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I put uh, water cups out for my kids at night because the next morning they always want them. I'm not the most exciting morning person. (laughs) And that is a system, filling those water cups. And so they're simple. They feel almost insignificant. But when you begin to weave these systems together, they create this this, uh, strength in the fabric of what's important to you. They're there to support your work goals, maybe your entrepreneur goals, your goals at home. Absolutely. And, you know, we are all about like routines and systems. We have a, it's not open right now, but we did create a a very short mini course for parents, um, like how to create morning and nighttime routines, visual morning and nighttime routines. And we walk them through, we walk the parents through, um, Roberta has her way of doing it. I have my way of doing it. And we show them how to do 
both ways and then they can pick the way that works best for them for the age of their children and all of that yeah. so very similar uh systems routines and all that yeah, i'm thinking about our mornings are hectic mm-hmm. and like personally i'm not a morning person by nature so what can we do the night before to set our mornings up for success and yeah. and, and that's and a system start that with our kids and it i think there may be a tendency sometimes to think a system is this automatic email marketing flow funnel all of these things which yes that is so you could take it as far as you want but if you see yourself doing something repeatedly mm-hmm. that's a system right mm-hmm. yeah so because we want all of our listeners to be able to take something very tangible away with this conversation what is something super simple that you would recommend that they do um to maybe just i don't know i know in one of your podcast episodes you were talking about um our brains are so cluttered (laughs) and um you had walked them through like how to get everything out of your brain so you can have more clarity or maybe you want to give them since we're talking about systems maybe something super simple um to start thinking of these systems i know you kind of talked about it already but is there like a step-by-step process really quick that you can give them yes yes and so actually i'll start with the first thing you mentioned and the reason being the thought behind that is remember for you I could, sh- I could share five systems right now, but mm-hmm. if they don't work for your family, right. then it's going to be a waste of your time. Mm-hmm. And so if you can mm-hmm. first identify what areas you need to create a system, what area you need to create a rhythm, that will serve you so much more. And so you know those moments when you're in the shower, maybe one of the moments that the kids aren't in the bathroom with you, but <laughs> you're in there and you just all of a sudden have this light bulb moment. You're like, oh, that's how I could do that. Or we should try that. Mm -hmm. Many times that happens. Why? Because you actually have a moment to think. Mm -hmm. You actually have a moment to breathe mentally. And you're like, oh, now I can think like a functioning human being, right? Mm -hmm. And so Mm -hmm. this uh, process that I'm going to walk you through, the goal is to get you to that point. And so we've all gotten our sticky notes out before or a piece of paper and written down our to-do list. We've all done that before, but I want to encourage you to take it a step farther. So yes, write down everything that is floating around in your mind, to-dos, tasks, and I would encourage you to do it personal and professional. Now, if the idea of writing a whole entire list, you're like, I'm done. That stresses me out. I can't do it. I'd encourage you to on your piece of paper, just do a plus sign. So you have four quadrants and then as things come to mind, assign them to the appropriate quadrant. So home, my job, my business, as they start coming to mind and you're going to get to a lull to a point where you're like, okay, I think that's everything. That's usually the point we get to, but what I like to walk the women I work with through is what I call a mental walk. So once everything is out of your mind and it feels like, I think that's everything I need to do, I want you to mentally walk the interior perimeter of your home. You could do it for your classroom as well and write down everything that comes to mind. So let's say you're starting in your classroom 
and you're at your desk. You're probably at home when you're writing this list, but you're mentally walking through your classroom, thinking about your desk, and you know you're going through each drawer. Well, in the top drawer, you need XYZ supplies. Maybe you need more pencils. So you're not going to Amazon and ordering pencils at that moment. You're just writing it down. Mm -hmm. And then you're going uh, across the hall, or excuse me, down the wall, and you know like there's that little corner of the bulletin board that the thing always falls off and you need to get like an extra something to hold it. I don't know. So you're like, you're writing all of these things down. Mm -hmm. The process, the point of this process is to get everything from your mind onto paper, everything. And if you have never done this or it's been a while, this is, it's going to be long. I'm just going to tell you right now, like your list is going to be long, but mm -hmm. if you can get in the process of doing this weekly, it probably should take you 10 to 15 minutes. Mm -hmm. So once okay. everything is out on paper, there's three things I always love to encourage women to do is see, is, is this thing, can it be automated? Can this be delegated or can this be eliminated? And eliminated may not mean you're scrunching up the piece of paper and throwing it away. It might mean you have a note in your phone that says fall of 2022. And you're not thinking about it until then. That way you don't forget about it, but it doesn't need to be on your plate right now. Mm -hmm. It's not a pressing issue. Maybe you put it on a get into your phone. But once you have everything on paper, you can then take a black and white approach to saying what puzzle pieces need to go where. Mm -hmm. Is this a now thing? Is this a later thing? And if you want to take it a step farther, you don't have to ahead and prioritize it as to what needs to happen first in your home, mm -hmm. in your classroom, and then put a time next to each task. Because mm -hmm. here's why I encourage you to do that. You know, when you have your to-do list and the it's summer and the kids have gone sideways and naps aren't working, you know <laughs> the moments, right? Yep. Is, yep. And you look at your to-do list and you're like, I just can't. It's just not going to happen today. Mm -hmm. What if you had a, a time limit next to each thing mm -hmm. and you knew one load of laundry would take you seven minutes to fold mm -hmm. or unloading the dishwasher would take you 10 minutes? Mm -hmm. It's most of the time is easier than to go, okay, I, I can do 10 minutes, right? And what happens? Mm -hmm. We put one foot in front of the other and the ball starts to roll. So that whole process, I know that was a longer explanation, but you've now taken this weight this, all these things in your mind, you've gotten it onto paper, you've decided what's truly important, you've organized it, you know what needs to happen first, given it a time limit, and now you can plug it into your life. Mm -hmm. Now you know that XYZ task has to happen before everything else. So mm -hmm. if your day does go sideways and you just need to start over tomorrow, you already know what to do. Mm -hmm. It's XYZ, it's at the top of your list already. And so that also will show you the sandpaper areas, the tension areas of where you need to actually start creating systems. Mm -hmm. But that would be the first thing is grab a piece of paper, pencil, get everything out of your head and onto paper. Mm -hmm. Absolutely yeah. love that. I think of this, especially for, well, right now that summer is starting, like, uh, <laughs> Usually as teachers, we have put everything off in our household these last couple months with the end of the school year because we're like, we need to focus on getting stuff done in the classroom. Okay, well, now we get to summer break and our house is completely and utterly destroyed. <laughs> and 
Um, so like, this would be a great thing to do right now. Like we just got out of school, my school personally on Monday, which was two days, two days ago. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know what day it is anymore. Um, and, uh, so this would be a great thing to do for teachers for summer now for your home, but then also think of this. Okay. Maybe this is a great time to review, uh, what needs to get done in your classroom if you didn't have time to do that before you left on your last day of school so that when you start next year, you've already got it listed out. And then when you start workshop week and you start um, being able to work in your classroom, it's already there. And you don't have to sit there and waste time trying to figure out what in the heck did I leave off with three months ago because now I have teacher summer brain and don't remember anything anymore. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And, you know, I can't help because my mind is just designed this way. Let's say there is something that you want to remember for August 20th, the first day you're going back and we're in June right now. Um, Gmail, you can actually schedule emails to send at a future date. It's free. Mm -hmm. So what if you scheduled yourself an email a week before mm -hmm. you needed to start school of everything that's on your mind now? You said, don't forget this. Maybe you knew there were these things off Amazon that you wanted, but you don't have the budget for it until school starts back up. So you email yourself the Amazon link. It's the concept of work hard once. Mm -hmm. So if you mm -hmm. see yourself doing things over and over and over again, before you start to do it again, think to yourself, is there a way I could systematize this, automate this so it just happens with ease? I put a little bit more effort in now. So for the future, it happens with ease. Yeah. And thinking of that delegation piece too, uh, our kids in the classroom love having jobs to do. So how much of that can you actually wait and save until like the first or the second week of school so that your kids can help you with it? Like I was thinking of when you were talking about the bulletin board thing. Okay. So add that to the to the list of things that the kids can help you with because that goes 10 times faster than if you're going to do everything on your list by yourself. I love that. <laughs> well, um, I know you have to get going. Roberta, did you have anything else for her or can we move on to our final questions? Yeah, I think just before our final questions, um, maybe let our listeners know where they can find you. Well, the, the best place to find me is on Instagram and it's just my name, Alexis T Greco, G-R-E-C-O. And if you're leaning into the idea of rhythm, if you're like, this is intriguing to me, I'd love to know more. You can come hang out on my little corner of the internet. I put a lot of uh, content out there, but I do have a free quiz linked in my bio and you can do it for your nine to five job. If you have a side business, you could do it for that, but it actually tells you how much money you're leaving on the table by not operating in rhythm. Mm -hmm. And so that free quiz is the best next step. If you're curious just to know if what we're talking about actually would benefit you and would be mm -hmm. applicable to you. And that's in my Instagram bio, Alexis T Greco, G-R-E-C-O. Nice. Awesome. Yeah. Well, we will, we will link that in our show notes. Awesome. I'm, I'm a, such a geek and I figured out how to link Instagram bios. <laughs> I know. I'm so excited. <laughs> so we'll do that for everyone. But yeah, we have three final little quick questions here for you. The, the first Perfect. one is, um, what are you grateful for in this season of your life? I am grateful that I live in a city with family. My husband travels a lot being in the army. And when you have a bunch of kids and you run a business, even if you have no kids or like you can't do it alone. So I'm grateful for my biological family and my church family. Love it. That's beautiful. Mm -hmm. 
what book are you reading or what podcasts are you really love listening to right now? I just finished uh, Dr. John Deloney's book. He's part of the Ramsey Network. It is his book he just came out with. Something like Own Your Past, Something With Your Future. I'm blanking on the name, but he just came out with it. And it was good for me. It was something that was not really entrepreneur related. And sometimes my mind needs a break. So I love that. (laughs) Awesome. So uh, what is uh, maybe a daily routine or a simple system that you do that, that you're really proud of that takes care of your own mental, physical, emotional, or spiritual needs? Um, Again, that's something that you're really, you're proud of or enjoy. I'm, I'm in my mind going through which ones. I'll, yeah. I'll just go with the first one that came to mind. So the first one that came to mind um, right now, my husband is gone for a couple of weeks. And so this will relate, but I have this, this mantra, this thought, if you will, of before I leave a space in my home, what am I doing here next? So in real time on the day that we're recording this podcast, my mom, she comes and gets the kids on Wednesdays for four or five hours. So they left and I was cleaning the kitchen up and it it just happens instinctually now, but I know the next time my kids will be in the kitchen, it will be dinner time. So instead of just cleaning it up, I went ahead and got everything ready for dinner, set the table. And it's like 10, 15 in the morning when I'm doing this. But the Mm -hmm. reason why that is so beneficial for me is when they come home, I will again be solo parenting Mm -hmm. after a full day and I'm tired. I'm mentally tired. I'm just physically tired. And so for me, that allows them to come in. We can have a dinner without me stressing out and we can transition into bedtime knowing the kitchen will be somewhat clean. Mm -hmm. And so I do that in the different areas. Like what are we doing here next? And it just, for me, allows things to just be smooth. And if I want to just turn off for a minute, it's not like the sink is overflowing. Because this morning I took care of it for tonight. Yeah. Oh, I love that idea. <laughs> I'm going to be thinking about how I can incorporate that myself. That's such a great idea. Yeah. After, after we get the house clean from our, you know, end of the school year mess. <laughs> yes. Oh, perfect. Oh, I feel like we could talk to you for a really long time. Same. I enjoy Um, (laughs) y'all. Yeah, this is great. And topic we're particularly passionate about. And um, it's so fun to hear different perspectives and ideas because, I mean, I I know I'm walking away with some action steps that I can take. So we appreciate you being on on the podcast today and um, look forward to continue to follow you on Instagram. Thank y'all both so much. Thank you. Thank you. We want to thank you guys so much for taking the time out of your day to listen to us chat about healthy family living. We would love to hear your thoughts or any ideas you have for future episodes. So feel free to message us at the teacher mama's podcast at gmail.com or the teacher mama's podcast on Instagram. It would also mean so much to us if you would leave a quick rating or review on whatever platform you're listening from. If something really stood out to you today, Don't forget to share it with someone else in your life that might need to hear it too. Spread the word. Please don't forget to share with your online community and tag us. For more positivity and inspiration on how we navigate life and the things we do on a daily basis to stay sane in the crazy, don't forget to go follow each of us on Instagram. Check the show notes for our handles.